This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's Ahsoka Breakdown. It's the finale, y'all. It's been quite a ride. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I am joined by the saddest boy I have ever met, Barrett Courtney. Just shadows in the starlight. Pretty good. It was pretty, pretty, that was yeah. a pretty good line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and joining us as well, it's the one and only Anthony Carboni. Mortis, baby! <laughs> <laughs> And no longer physically with us uh, back home in Los Angeles. It is Sage Ryan. I miss the studio already. This is not the the same. Thank you. It turns out Discord calls suck. Yeah, it's a whole thing. (laughs) It's a whole thing. Yeah, Sage crushing the game out there. Of course, she she joined us for um, Ahsoka live in the studio. Also did an episode of Games Daily with Greg on Monday. And... Uh, helped us do the D&D stream, which everybody should check out if you haven't already. It was so much damn fun. Carboni, I did weave in the UMD storyline. I Thank didn't do the you. best job, but I tried. So we, I we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, of course, this is kind of funny. Screencast, each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. While our journey here comes to an end, another one begins anew. Loki season two. Uh, this week, which is wild, we'll be recording this on Friday. So... Uh, Here's my confusion with Loki and I guess like Marvel stuff is that I thought Disney was kind of doing like Wednesday for TV stuff and then Fridays for like movie drops. Are they changing that where now it's like Star Wars Wednesday yes. and MCU stuff? For now. Okay. All right. We'll see. The, the good news that, they that cha- I feel sticking. like every like new round of shows, it's always different. They're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. I do think this is probably going to stick where uh, we get the, the Tuesday night drop for Star Wars, Thursday night drop for Marvel uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific, which is the, the win for us. So nice. Game so changer. damn nice. Love it. Love it. So we will be doing uh, Loki on Friday. Uh, the plan for that is for it to be a, a one-on-one with me and a rotating cast of people. Episode one is going to be Matt Rohrbeck returning to kind Ooh, of that's exciting. That. Um, he already got to see the episodes. I'm very Ew. jealous about all this, but we'll be talking about that in all the normal places. YouTube.com slash kind of funny roosterteeth.com in video form. If you want the podcast, search for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you um of course if you wanted to go above and beyond though yeah. patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you want to go just like our patreon producers james hastings jedi master deadpool casey andrew and nathan lamoth have done because of their support they get to watch a whole bunch of shows ad free live as we record them get a bunch of bonus content and not hear ads for shady rays rocket money and doordash but everyone else will but we'll get to that later because we have to talk i'll about also Ahsoka. come to their house and give them all a little kiss on the forehead just a sweet little kiss <laughs> just a little they have one, to okay? they have to specifically request it but i'll come do it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um let's get right into it carboni let's start with you what do you think of this episode of ahsoka mortis baby <laughs> the feloni is felonying it's felonied all over the place and there's never been more feloni than there's ever been now um i i genuinely did enjoy this episode uh, a couple of our you know we ran down some some predictions and thought about the odds and the swap 
The Sabine Ezra swap was definitely high up on our list, and uh, that definitely happened. I did not foresee Ahsoka and Hu Yang getting stuck there too, but that also brings up Tim's uh, very cool idea about like, what if we just explore this second galaxy for a while? What if we see what these new these new rules are about? Um, I was the whole thing. I thought was very very satisfying as a finale for this show, um, particularly if they are planning a series two. If they are not planning a series two, what a wacky finale this would be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sage, what about you? Yeah, I uh, I really agree with Anthony on this. I enjoyed the episode very much, um, but I kept switching back between the like kind of two minds of it of if this is the end of this show i'm furious if this is the end of season one i'm delighted i'm having a great time i'm so happy um and you know we've seen things before where at like the end of a series they put something that's like oh and coming next year is blank so i was kind of hoping at the end of it it would be like and coming next year ahsoka, ahsoka season return. two right ahsoka will return in you know uh and because there wasn't that i'm a little frightened i'm a little nervous I think overall on the episode, it was, um, I feel like a lot of things were wrapped up. I feel like a lot of questions were answered and I'm not displeased with them. Uh, but they left me in a bad spot with Sabine on a personal level. And mm. I was a little disappointed with that. Uh, Sabine did Star Lord for me. And it's what Anthony and I were talking about last week of like, she's kind of doing a Star Lord, but there's a chance for her to, to recover it. And in the end, when we sit with her and Ahsoka, um, you know, Ahsoka clearly forgiving her and saying, hey, Anakin stood by me no matter what. I will stand by you no matter what. I understand Ahsoka taking that stance, but I'm not taking it. Uh, I don't have to stand by <laughs> Sabine no matter what. I am not a Jedi master. And personally, I'm like, Girl, you literally released Thrawn. How yeah. are we not all freaking out that you just released Thrawn? And I know <laughs> it is not exclusively her, but there was a pivotal moment that she didn't even try. And I'm just here like, oh, okay, I get why you forgive her for being stuck on the planet and like stuck in this galaxy with her. But also she could have just like killed the whole galaxy or something, you know, for all they know, like, <laughs> but like, I forgive you, I stand by you. Uh, and I'm, I'm I'm not thrilled with that personally for that ending. Mm. So I hope, I mean, we know what happens with Thrawn. So it's very easy to use the meta knowledge to be like, and it all was fine in the end. But like, they don't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess that's where I'm at on it at the end where I'm like, okay, um, hopefully there's more, I guess. Barrett. I feel empty inside and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. I, I, I really... There's a lot of parts that I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I, I always forget and mess up how to say uh, Rick's last name. Um, Famuyiwa. Famuyiwa. Uh, yeah. He directs, like, great action. Like, he's done a, a few Mandalorian episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, I he's think... an executive producer on Mando now. He yeah. Got promoted. And, like, he always knows how to do a good action sequence. There were some great fights in this episode. Uh, Story-wise, yeah, I, I'm, I'm in a similar spot where... I, I get what they were going with of um, with Ahsoka's arc, and yeah, like standing uh, by her pa by her Padawan, and I, I love where that ended with Ahsoka, especially you know uh, the the last shot where she walks away, and you see Anakin like uh, uh, looking at her in his Force Ghost kind of uh, 
just hanging out and he's proud of her you know he, he's proud of like the the path that she has chosen for herself but i i feel like it's a weird kind of way to wash away personal responsibility for yeah like what's been released upon the galaxy in a weird way and like yes like you know save who you can right and we'll, we'll try to deal with the consequences like that's the like captain america mcu thing of like we we don't you know we we don't sacrifice we don't, others and we, we don't trade lives we don't trade lives and we'll fucking figure it out if we have to deal with the consequences and uh, you know take another step after if uh that like we'll figure it out right where it's like the, the conflicting thing for me is like yeah they they didn't want to trade lives they didn't want to you know just leave ezra alone in this galaxy but then they're like well we did it we got ezra back home we also let Thrawn back, uh, but we're and we're here now, and that's all we can worry about. And it, it, it's a weird push and pull that, like, I I don't know how much I hate it, how much I love it. It's it it was a weird, it was a weird ending for for me personally. I love that Ezra got to make it back. Uh, yeah. The the moment with. Uh, uh, him coming on uh, the home one with the the stormtrooper gear, which is just like a classic Ezra move, because uh, he loved to you know uh, do some stealth and uh, dress up as cadets. Yeah, and he, yeah. he used to like collect uh, stormtrooper helmets and all this stuff, which was great. And I loved that Chopper knew immediately who he was. Uh, that was awesome. Um, that's like your you know even if like you're wearing a costume, your pet knows your smell. You know, it's kind of kind of that thing, and. You know, like uh, him having that moment with Hera where he's like, Hera, I'm home. And then you see the shot of the ghost behind them. Very beautiful stuff here. Um, I think the Balin and Shin stuff is also weird. Uh, mm -hmm. And not because of the reveal at the end. But I, I, I thought it was a weird choice to kind of build up Balin and Shin as kind of like the the Sith equivalent to this first season and to not have them be like the the force that they face at the end. Granted, the, there seems to be more story that they want to tell with them. But I, I think mm -hmm. for just this season, I, I thought it was a weird choice that Morgan was kind of like the big ultimate baddie that they had to mm -hmm. had to fight. So they, of course they're not going to do like a one on one fight with Thrawn. So like who's going to be like kind of his champion, right? And so I thought that was an interesting choice. Um, and then. Yeah, like wh where they're going with Balin and Shin, I'm interested in. But yeah, it's the same thing where it's like, we don't know if we're getting a season two. And if we do, is it just focusing on them in this other uh, galaxy? Which like, yeah, you call it like uh, a part of that you called. And like, I, I thought it was interesting of we thought maybe all of them would get stuck there. But I, I think it's interesting of like now there's two diverging storylines. One where it seems like Ahsoka and Sabine are just going to live here and, you know, protect their little hermit buddies and just kind of uh live off the planet or whatever and then they're gonna have to run into balin who's gonna be fucking things up on that planet and then we've got the other story with uh with ezra being back and uh having to face thrawn again i don't know there's it was a lot to take in i don't know how i feel about it uh but with the season as a whole i thought it, it was still like a, a really fun adventure and probably like the Besides Andor, because it, it's hard to compare anything other other Star Wars stuff to Andor, right? Like mm -hmm. when it comes to the pulpy classic Star Wars vibes, I think this is the best uh, Disney Plus season we've gotten since like Mando season two. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. How'd you feel, Tim? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm actually a little higher than you guys are. It seems, but like, I feel like the best thing I can say is I'm so satisfied by this. I feel like mm. this uh, cool. to echo what you were just saying here is I feel like this season of the show was like really great, yeah. and I think that they 
uh, made some wise calls. I, I was saying last week that I hope that we don't see Balin. I hope that if we see him, he's just kind of chilling and hinting at a future. And that's what they gave me. Yeah. I don't need more of them because we're going to get it. I'm not worried about a season two. We're going to get it. And whether mm -hmm. it's called Ahsoka or whether it's called Rebel Season 6 or whether it's called Star Wars Nanny, we're going to get mm -hmm. the follow-up to these stories. Like, that's the whole point. Because the these, owl's there. The, 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 the freaking owl. You know what I mean? An owl in Acts <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine means an owl and the rest of them. Yep. Uh, That's right. But yeah, I, I just feel like the, the these shows we keep talking about. I mean, this group of people has now talked about multiple seasons of multiple different shows. At the end of the day, it's just episodic Star Wars. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I feel like what this has kind of like left us off at, I am most excited than I've ever been for uh, one of the Star Wars projects ending of like, I have questions and yeah. they're questions yeah. that i believe are going to be answered with characters i'm interested in seeing more of mm -hmm. and the diverging paths between uh the two different galaxies i think creates an interesting concept for unique stories but then also for them to join together you'll love the the reunion moments speaking of reunion moments i think that the the hera ezra chopper moment ah. was so much better than the uh sabine one just in terms of blocking and in terms of dialogue and emotional music, impact like yeah. music it hit me um yeah. it, and it really, yeah. really really worked and i like that they're setting up that like yeah this rebel squad like is is going to face off against thrawn again they've done it before ezra specifically has been doing it for a long time i kind of just feel like all that stuff worked for me the sabine and ahsoka making bad decisions that's life, baby. That's characters, baby. And I, love, I fucking love to see it. I love to see it. I love to see them fail and make dumbass calls because that's how this shit goes. Um, but yeah, them being stuck there, I, I think is uh, is more interesting than I would have expected them to leave off here. We we're theorizing okay. like what might happen. And yeah. I in no way expected the switch of Ezra making it alone yeah. and everyone else getting stuck. And they got me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we've talked about what might happen for weeks now and for them to do something uh -huh. that genuinely surprised me and that I'm happy with, I'm pretty surprised by. Having said all of that, I do feel like this episode felt kind of by the numbers and lacked excitement and and feels like besides the reunion of Hera and um, and Ezra, I don't know that there was like memorable moments. There was a lot of moments that they wanted to be memorable, but I don't know that I'm going to be mm -hmm. thinking back to um, Sabine using the Force legitimately for the first yeah. time or i'll remember the zombie moment uh yeah, yeah. we gotta talk about the zombies yeah i mean we gotta I, talk about the zombies I, dude, I love that they're doing it like yeah. that that's super interesting to me and, like, and they it, were cool it, it, they, they were, were very, very cool. cool yeah cool. and i'm happy that i forget his name but erlock or something like that the guy with the sound wave voice yeah oh, oh enoch dude enoch. enoch he's fucking awesome <laughs> anything he says is just cool as hell he's cool like yeah. cool bad guy stuff and honestly i think the reason i'm highest on this uh episode season whatever you want to call it like overall it's Thrawn, man. Like, Thrawn, yeah. I feel like, started pretty good in the show and has only gotten better. And where we leave off with him, I'm like, hell yes. This is what I want from a Star Wars bad guy. And I'm excited to see where they take it. And I feel like there's a lot of different ways. Introducing all the Mortis stuff and all this, I'm like, all right, cool. That's not necessarily the direction I wanted to see Balin's story go. <laughs> but at the same time, I... Mortis. I trust more when the creators have a vision that they're, they believe in and are actually trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And if Filoni's mm -hmm. going to Filoni, let's let the man Filoni. Yeah. He's he got a Filoni. If yeah. anyone knows how to Filoni, it's that guy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. shout out to the, the like, uh, speaking of, like, the, the strength of Thrawn kind of growing in these, in these past few episodes of just, like, seeing how he plays the game with his opponents, right? I just, I, I love 
like, yeah, I feel conflicted about ah Ahsoka and Sabine being uh, stuck in this other galaxy. Uh, but at the same time, I love that Sabine decided to stay. Like, there was a moment where she could have gone with Ezra, but I love that she stayed with Ahsoka, right? That's kind of the, yeah. the whole thing. But I love that it was like, it's one of those, like, Thrawn kind of got a win here. where And mm -hmm. it sucks, right? And he the last thing he says to her uh, before they make the jump is, one wonders just how uh, similar you might become when talking yes. about Ahsoka and Anakin. Ooh. And he says, perhaps this uh, uh, a Ronin such as you belongs here you Come know on, it's like fuck, so, so sick yeah go well, wander go wander that. the galaxy by yourself dummy you just yeah. lost to me i'm thrawn yeah. while we're talking about that in particular i actually something i really enjoyed from this episode was the way that they kind of elaborated on why ahsoka left sabine and it was a very small moment in my opinion but uh in acknowledging that the training was following immediately after and that her desire to do so was based on the siege of Mandalore and the destruction of Mandalore was such a great explanation because I also think that it is like so valid mm -hmm. and yes. it finally put that little button on their story for me that I really needed, yeah. which was if she had accessed the force, then she would have become a Sith. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. She would have been so overcome by her anger. It would have come from the wrong place. And she, she would have been a child that a Jedi would have to like maybe think about killing in their sleep. We know that Jedis think right. about that. We know that like no matter how good the Jedi is, sometimes you just think about killing a kid in the sleep. Maybe the kid's related to you. Maybe you like the kid a lot. But Bad sometimes you just think about what it. I'm saying, okay? You just so think about it. I just it. loved that. I think that, that was so cool. And it was something that like immediately was understandable of like, oh, that actually explains everything and also explains why Sabine would have such a hard time understanding it too. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, I want to recapture this like this power. They took my family from me and you're gonna abandon me now. Like that's horrible. Yeah, and we were waiting for that. Like, of course, that makes so much sense. She just lost her family, and now this person that is, like, assigned family to her, the equivalent of, like, her foster parent was like, ooh, uh, actually, I think you might end up evil if we keep yeah. hanging out. So, like, go, you, dog. Uh, your vibes yeah. are off. And the vibes are rancid, and I just uh, can't. But it was good. Yeah, this is this is one of the things, you know, we've been saying every episode. I've been saying every episode. Uh, I've been hammering on it a little bit too much, maybe. But I was like, I need to know. Like, you can't just keep saying because of what happened on Mandalore. I right. need to know. And right. I'm very happy that when they finally gave me this explanation, it was a very satisfying explanation. Yeah. It was a very good one. I, I totally agree. And it also allowed the very interesting Thrawn setup of, him calling out Ahsoka of like, if it happened to your master, it could happen to you. Yeah. Like yeah. the idea that at this point in the timeline, Ahsoka might turn evil. I love oh, it. God. I don't think it's going to happen. No. But the setup no. of the, 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 that as She's, a she, concept, she did a lot of healing this season that like yeah. is going to prevent that. Obviously, he doesn't know what she's gone through. Yeah. But yeah. Just no. like throwing that throwing that in her face was like, I just think that's, yeah. that's great. He but, knows her fear. He's using her weakness against mm -hmm. him because it's he's drawn. Awesome. It's awesome, man. I, I just thought that was so well done. One thing that <clears> really bothered me about the, the season as a whole, but I think this episode really made it frustrating was mm -hmm. how it often seemed like especially in the other galaxy, like once we met the little turtle guys, like Sabine, Ahsoka, and Ezra were kind of just chilling and like taking things. Like yeah. it never felt like there was like a, any type of haste to, mm -hmm. yo, Thrawn is there. He's trying to leave. We will be stranded. Yeah. And then when they got stranded, it kind of just felt like an aw shucks, we're stranded as yeah. opposed to a, oh, 
fuck like yeah. we are stranded and, th and that's why it was like one of those like i i ended the episode and i felt kind of empty inside and i was like i don't know if this is like the point like the purpose here and, and mm. it like yeah there's just something weird about how they left that it just felt the weird only haste that constantly in the in the the last couple episodes it really felt like they were chilling like yeah. slowly moving and then the bad guys would attack them and then they started to, to hurry up right and this episode again they're kind of chilling and then tie fighters come in and then like oh shit we gotta go and it's like yeah i feel like y'all should have been going <laughs> i think the only person that showed any haste was was in the lightsaber construction scene when ezra was like i really got to put this thing together because we're supposed to fight Thr thrawn as soon as we're ready um and that was the only haste. easter egg there oh. there oh my gosh His, so uh, it'll be too thin yeah because because all the clone wars and rebels, rebels the, the, savers. the all the rebel sabers are like are like pin thin they're teensy yeah. tiny That's and it so just felt funny. like a good rebels joke of like well we're not gonna do that it would make them like weird and too thin yeah, yeah. We like, it's another one of those like. things like the uh like the first the first one is the best when talking about like the history of the galaxy yeah where yeah. it's like it's funny where though, because he's like, just like baloney just knows he's like yeah. i know the jokes that you're making i know the yeah. things that you don't like yeah it's yeah, fine yeah, yeah. Like, i love him fine. making um, the saber though actually so good in live action a character make their saber and it looking really like fun. it does in the jedi games i'm like this is uh -huh. so good <laughs> and it also together. like then the word emitter was used <laughs> like, yeah, that's awesome. yeah it, it was it was great to you know the, i loved the moment of hu yang being like you know, uh, I there was only one other emitter like this. I gave it to Caleb. Uh, I love that Hu Yang called him Caleb because it was one yeah. of those like at first he says Kanan. I'm like, but wait, the whole point was that his name wasn't actually Kanan. Uh, right. But you do. It's like a very quick like he does refer to him as Caleb. Uh, Caleb and I was like, fuck, yeah, there you go. Uh, and I, I love that it was like this is a bad way to build a lightsaber. Why are you building it this way? It's like, oh, my master was Kanan Jarrus. He's like, oh. Okay, then you can build a lightsaber like this, and I also I have this for you. Yeah, and it was just such a nice little button on it. But I also, think that was very. I, I'm 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 gonna think back to when Ezra made his lightsaber in Star Wars Rebels. He did it on his own. From what I remember, like Kanan wasn't in the room, like helping him, like be like, "Hey, this is how you do it." It was a whole like he was doing it on his own. So I don't like. Mm -hmm. I never got a moment from Rebels where like Kanan like. Was like hey this is we how can you do this. like we can assume though yeah, you know what i mean yeah. like i don't i don't necessarily need to see it um but we can assume that mm -hmm. that kanan helped out also um, did, did, i did like that i did like that whole scene i loved every time somebody tries to figure out how old who yang is uh <laughs> we get no answer at all Which I feel like is also a fun little reference because it's David Tennant and he's the doctor and maybe that's completely <laughs> coincidental, but it's just yeah. kind of this thing of everybody's always asking the doctor, how old are you? And yeah. he's like, yeah. well, it depends on when you ask. Well, like, we talked about where there we was, are. It's wibbly and wobbly. Yeah. There was only one time they ever like, uh, uh sort of alluded to it mm -hmm. and it literally, it was in a novel and they literally said that, uh, master Hu Yang arrived outside of one of the ancient Jedi temples in a blue box. He was delivered to the Jedi temple in a blue box one day, thousands of years ago, but yeah. nobody quite remembers when. <laughs> and I just, I love that. Uh, there was a lot of good, I mean, the saber looking like Kanan was good. Um, seeing the three of them, come on, seeing three Jedi fight together, yeah. man. Oh my yeah. God. It, it was, was just slow. so good. It was it really weird and awkward. And especially like scene. It, it, like especially in the very beginning and they get into the 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 tower and they're all just kind of standing there and Ahsoka's just kind of doing the same two Sabine moves. Sabine gets shot in the head. Yeah. It's the first thing that happens, yeah. Sabine just gets laser blasted in the head and she goes like <laughs> Yeah. But like the the movement was just kind of weird. It it felt like uh like I 
uh, listened to um, a more civilized age, and they'd recently done the um, Disney World like a uh, Star Cruiser like a uh, mm-hmm. um, hotel thing. Yep. And they were yeah. explaining the jet, like the lightsaber training. It felt like just kind of like an aerobics <laughs> class. And it, like watching that first part of that fight, I was like, this is Rough. weird. Something that like Rough. unnatural about this that reminds me of like what, how they described that. But then once they're like, all right, draw them out, like, le- like let them come to us. And when we started getting there, that's when it was like, all right, now we're popping off. It was, it was hype and it was cool, step. but I do, I agree that like something felt off about it. And I feel like it felt extra off because it was yeah. so close to the Ahsoka Morgan fight, which was excellent. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, oh my God. the intensity and the choreography was incredible. To, fi- to finally see Diana fight. So Diana Lee Innocento, who plays Morgan Elsbeth, uh, raised by the Lee in her name. She was raised by Bruce Lee and his family. Holy oh, she shit. She grew up raised. What? Yeah. She is one of the greatest stunt fighters and martial artists working in Hollywood today. And they held back. They were like, you remember she first shows up in Mando and it's a good fight in Mando, but but it's it's not not like like, anything crazy. Yeah. They were holding back just how good she was. So Morgan Mm. could have this fight. She's powered up. She's powered up by the by the great mothers. She's using the blade of Talzin, which we saw in the Clone Wars, Mother Talzin versus Mace Windu, one of the best animated fights in that series. To see Diana fighting, and not just Diana fighting, but Diana was fighting using her style that she personally uses in her own practice. Like when you see her like putting the blade up against her wrist and doing She's like the big back the steps. It getting low to the ground like all that stuff is her fighting style oh my god and During it's amazing the, fight, mm, I, the whole time i was watching that fight i was like it's kind of weird that they got such a better stunt double for her than ahsoka no stunt I was like, that's so weird <laughs> like she just fights so much better and like you know like you'd think you'd get the lead like the best stunt double yeah uh, unbelievable no, that makes so much sense she was incredible to the point where i was so sad at the end of it when she does get struck and die yeah. because i was just like that was one of the coolest like i could watch them fight forever in star wars that's that I, like, so I feel like that i, I feel like they more. threw away they threw away a character there for at least a moment that they could use for a while well, tim mm. uh i want to keep talking about this but real quick i want to give you a word from our sponsors This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you burn your last piece of toast? Have the avocados gone bad? Is the hot sauce bottle empty? You can try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. You already know how much all of us here at Kind of Funny love DoorDash, but with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. If you want even more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutes right in the app and best in class customer support. You can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code KINDA at checkout. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code KINDA. Don't forget, that's code KINDA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. 
This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Every purchase supports the Shady Rays Impact Program, which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com. Use the code kinda funny. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple of my friends and people at Kind of Funny how many subscriptions they have that they forgot they are still paying for. That's why I'm such a big fan of Rocket Money. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bills and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. <laughs> I, I feel like Morgan's death was perfect because it left me wanting more with this character. And yes. it, it ended in a way that I feel like was special mm. and meant something. And I feel like mm -hmm. she's kind of done her thing. This was her fight. Yeah. The line of for the empire and then Thrawn walks away and she goes, or Dathomir. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah man. This we thought so. Good. We and thought so. And I don't so. disagree with you on that. To be clear, when I say I was so sad when she died, I don't mean that it was unsatisfying. Yep. I mean, she's so badass. Totally. It was heart-wrenching. Yeah. And I agree with you absolutely. It was like, ooh, it was just right. What You're I so love about it, though, got... is she got powered up. She gets yeah. a weapon. I'm such a sucker for a power-up moment. I'm such a sucker yeah. for a weapon. And that, that weapon still exists. And it's still out there. And that is how I want things in Star Wars. Mm. Yes. Mm. I think especially now that we know 100% for sure zombies, 100% for sure resurrection. I think that this may not be the last we see of Morgan Elsbeth mm -hmm. for sure. The line uh, of Morgan is dead. Five minutes after we see the dead rise, I'm like, huh, weird. Yeah, but they're, well, they're going to a different galaxy, so they're not going to be there to do the ritual or whatever for, for her. Who knows that's true. how that's, where that's all going to go. I'm still... Not a hundred percent sure they're all zombies. And no, I think <clears throat> I think people. I think he had living troopers there. Yes, and I the agree. idea is, when you die, mm -hmm. we can bring you back. And when they're yes. talking about making the sacrifice, they're willing to do it for you, Thrawn. I think the idea is like, hey, listen, 
you're going to go and you're going to die and we're going to bring you back to fight forever as an undead monster. And they're like, cool, yeah, let's go. Like, I think there's a select few because uh, I think it was last episode um, where he says like, hey, I need y'all's like power again. Um, so I, I think it's probably been used before as we see with the mm -hmm. uh, what, what are the cool uh, uh, all black troopers that like have like the like the muffled oh, kind night of... troopers. Or, yeah. Oh, are you talking about the death troopers from death troopers. Uh, yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like they have the death troopers, and that's where we get the face reveal. Where uh, it's so fucking sick. Where Sabine shoots off like the helmet, yeah. and you see part of it, and it's like, Ugh. and it's night sister zombies. Like we've seen these type of zombies before in like the Jedi games, and then also in Clone Wars. I think a little bit. But we've mm -hmm. seen, like, they do resurrect their own sisters to fuck people up. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, that same type of, like, fucking gross zombie-looking thing. Um, so they've done it before. But I, I, I would still imagine that most of those dudes are still probably alive. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I loved yeah. the little tidbit where it's, like, did you tell them what they're signing up for? And she's, like, yeah, they're, they're willing so to, to do this and I be resurrected they... for you. I think they made a conscious choice to show the difference because A, they were much more powerful. They were much harder mm -hmm. to kill. All yeah. of the other ones have been struck down like normal stormtroopers. And while they were fighting, you could hear little zombie grunts. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that they made a conscious choice to be like, those ones are not. Look at the difference. Like, yep. yeah. oh, when they're zombies, you'll know. Yeah. So the cargo, when they show it at the end, those are coffins, right? This yeah. is a dead army. Like Thrawn is bringing an army for the Emperor, right? Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. I mean, again, this is like, we, we called it like episode whatever the hell, like three or four, but it makes sense. It adds up. They're yeah. building to stories that we know. So yeah, I think that makes total sense. This might be a silly question. Do we think, because everyone's always been trying to answer this and I was always team, they aren't really there. Those could be the people that end up on Exegol. No, for uh, sure. Uh, like, I think so. I was so. always team when I watched that, that those people weren't really there. I was always team oh. that they were like force visages because I was like, well, then where do they all go? Like, what do yeah, they Yeah, because there's so they're many. It's a ridiculous amount many. of people that just hanging out I on Exegol. Right. I always thought those people weren't real um, yeah. or at least not really physically there. What but a now fucking I'm like, horrible scene. <laughs> what a god awful scene. I had a horrible movie a couple days ago. Like, just, <laughs> no. just the fucking scene of Brady Star Versus Destroyers. Palpatine. They come out of the mud god and they damn. have a full crew and it's fine. Uh, it's I do, I, 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 I'm more into like it, it's one of those interesting things where we we've known for a couple of seasons I think since Mando season two right of like all right they're building up to maybe the creation of Snoke uh the resurrection of Palpatine and I do like the idea of like one of those things is Night Sister Magic because that is like a tense relationship between Palpatine and Talzin like they weren't really besties you know that no, like, there no. was like, a bit of like there was some help uh, between like Dooku and Talzin, but you know, like uh, there was a lot of infighting going on there, even though they're both serving different parts of the dark side of the force. I, I like the idea of uh, Palpy being like kind of resurrected by night sister magic and maybe yeah. like, I, I don't know where that would well, go there because were, he doesn't like, cultists. With... Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you remember there were like all these dark cultist looking uh, characters like down there when Palpatine came back on his cool so robot many. arm. There's so many I, of them. Yeah. I do love the cool robot arm. I want everybody to know I am not being facetious or sarcastic. Mm -hmm. I thought the emperor on that robot arm was a dope image and it was cool as hell. Uh, but I think, I think there is some magic involved because clearly they kept trying to clone and all they got was weird Snokes. And, but I do think that tension that you're talking about 
I think the Night Sisters are being so just like obsequious towards Thrawn and mm -hmm. just so like, oh yes, Thrawn, they all love you and we love you and blah, blah, blah. And we got that one little whisper of for Dathomir and the second they're back on Dathomir and they've got more power than Thrawn, yeah. mm -hmm. I wanna see what happens. It's gonna yeah. be good, man. And I love that that's where they're headed. I love that this episode ends and like Thrawn saying, we're going to Dathomir, like, and that's yeah. the conversation. Like, I just think that that, again, puts us in a really interesting place that I'm excited to see how it plays out and like when it plays out. So my question, uh, you know, we're, we, we got to talk about Mortis. We got to talk about the, the father, the yes. son and the daughter um, and the Holy Spirit. And, mm -hmm. and also with the you. Jedi, the witch which and is, the warlord. I was going to say it was reminiscent of the episode name. Great name. Mm -hmm. um, the first question I have though is for, if we do get an Ahsoka season two. Does that mm. include the Thrawn and Ezra stuff still, or are yeah. we just going to focus on... Star Wars doesn't care, Barrett. Book of Boba Fett. so weird. <laughs> I know. You forget. <laughs> I think, such a okay. weird, like... All if, of the shows especially are... Especially if, like, if they're just focusing on Ahsoka yeah. in this other galaxy and it doesn't eventually cross back over to where they're from, I just think that's such a weird choice for a show called ahsoka and i know i'm saying that in a book of boba fett world but even but in like ahsoka just... i feel like sabine was like uh, the lead for the majority of this Sabine's ahsoka with had an ahsoka. episode or two yeah i know i think like we've been talking about the shows are getting to a point where more and more crossover is going to happen as we're heading towards the mando movie and they're mm. trying to build uh they're trying to build like a cohesive narrative for that i think if you were going to do ahsoka season two like Tim's saying, it's like maybe we'll get both, but maybe the Thrawn and Ezra and Hera stuff gets pushed more into Mando. Thrawn movie. You know, or yeah, or Thrawn, or like, you know, it becomes a thing where like this big bad, this consolidation of the Imperial Remnant is a big deal across all of the shows. So who knows where they fit them in? Yeah. Maybe they pop up everywhere. I think Ahsoka season two, though, we're really setting up, like you're saying, like Balin is standing on a statue that has to be the father. That's yeah. a statue of the father. Absolutely. The like he's right next to him. Yeah, he's looking at a mountain that is doing blinky with great power. Yeah. Um, and I think what we have now is we have four different Jedi, right? We've got, uh, you know, we can call Sabine still a Padawan, right? Mm -hmm. But we've got four different Jedi on this planet that has some sort of connection to great power in the Force, if not the source of power in the Force, and four different ideas of what should be done with that power. Shin is clearly like, when she raises her saber at the end there to the rest of the troops that were left behind, yeah. when Shin does it, I'm like, oh, Shin is like, hey, you roll with me now. Right. You're, my, you're my troops. Were those the troops that were left behind? I thought those were the bandits. Yeah, those, oh, those were, are the bandits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. Are the bandits. She's like, they were not bandits? left behind by Thrawn. And she's like, bandits, you're mine now. For a second, like, I thought she was walking up to um, like Ahsoka and Sabine's camp. Yeah, I thought it was the hermits. Excited by that, like yeah. with the hermits and stuff. I yeah, was that was a good directing that. moment. That'll be and later. I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. I think they because they you just see her raise it and you're like, is that for Ahsoka? Are you giving that to Ahsoka? And it's like, is it a no? Threat? I'm the bandit a, queen now. Yeah. Say so you is said it a something. Or a surrender. <laughs> you said something that, that I think is really interesting. I hope we get a show that's just called Thrawn. Oh, mm. yeah, I would love and that. And I, I hope that that is, like, soon. 
I have the feeling of a Thrawn movie. I don't know. I don't know if it's mm. just because of the way that uh, like the books are for Thrawn that I'm just like, ooh, a Thrawn movie would be really fun. I don't think it's called Thrawn necessarily, and we know that there's the possibility that it's just a rumor of a movie being Thrawn-centered. I would be in for a series, but something in my brain tells me that a, a movie, like, would be more likely or a movie I, centered around him. I think I would love to see a show, a season show, just like this is Ahsoka is what it yeah. is. Having a Thrawn one that's just as much as this was focused on Ahsoka, having that focused yeah. on Thrawn, but really dealing with the Ezra and Hera and all that. Right. But you know what it building is? to the movie that would yeah. be Thrawn as the big bad. But I just feel like there was something like them calling this show Ahsoka was uh -huh. trying to tell the gen general audience of Star Wars that didn't watch the cartoons, Ahsoka matters, here's your chance to get up on this. Yes. I think mm -hmm. they could do the same thing with the Thrawn of like, you've heard about this guy for a long time from the, the Legends yeah. books or from the shows or whatever. Now it's time to actually pay attention to like mm -hmm. get the, the general audiences familiar with the characters so that the movie actually hits and it's not just Mando and a bunch of randos that they don't know. I still think he's I still think he's the big bad of the Mando movie. Oh, I don't yeah. think it's oh, a yeah. Thrawn movie. I think he I think he's the Thanos of the of the Mando movie and we don't get a Thrawn should. film on its own. Uh, when I see a Thrawn centered one, I mean him as the villain. I think the thing, the reason that I keep saying of like, ooh, I don't know, as much as I'd love it, I'm with you, I would love this. Um, is Star Wars never tells in um, television or movie from the villain's perspective. The villain is never the lead in Star mm -hmm. Wars, even when, you know, obviously you've got Vader in the original trilogy that is very much like a star of this. It is not his movie. It is not his story. And we've never seen them do that anywhere but the books. It's the only time we've ever seen a truly villain-centered story in Star Wars. And that's for Thrawn uh, for a It could be cool. Yeah. So it could be cool. Yeah. But, yeah. I, but I doubt it because of that. Yeah. But that's like... Could be cool. I, I forget, uh, Carboni, if you remember, uh, in like the current canon, Thrawn's like lieutenant dude who's like kind of his friend. And then oh, he's Rook. The guy he sends back into wild space, right? Yeah, I think that's Rook, right? Yeah, I think so. I could be like, I want to follow up on that. Like, yeah, like if we do a yeah. Thrawn centered thing of like, I want like his friend to come back and he's like, hey, I brought some of your buddies some of your super smart, you know, fucking warrior buddies, and they're going to help you with uh, this uh, new empire and stuff. Like, that would be sick as hell. I forget yeah. if there's a follow-up on that. But. Where are we at with the shows? Like, I know uh, nobody fucking knows, and even they Who don't understand. Say. Lando might be a show, might be a movie, might not exist. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? But is the next I think they said line... Lando is now going to be um, just a, a dessert topping and uh -huh. a, yeah. uh, you know, a, a, a board game and maybe like a, um, a party favor. Like we 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 have a lot of like scuttlebutt about like there's What's gonna next? be more Mando seasons. There's gonna be more this, more that, whatever. Yeah. Is the acolyte the next actual project that we know? And I guess Andor season two. Um, let's. See. I believe so. I believe like, it's Andor two, and yeah. then it's acolyte. Oh, because really? uh, Andor two was already shooting. So skeleton crew is oh, still skeleton, skeleton crew. crew is still slated for this year, which nah, wow. that can't be right. There's no um. No, it says no, it, could drop, it could drop in December. It could drop That's in true. December. Oh, with that treatment. Yeah, especially with like like what how many episodes is Loki gonna be? Like another that's gonna that's gonna be six episodes. Yeah. So like Yeah, that's a six. If that's right. Yeah, that could start late in November, honestly, and go into January. That's what they did for Mando. Like Mando was like started Christmas break or whatever that one year. Um yeah. so, okay, yeah, so I, I think it's skeleton crew. Then mm -hmm. Acolyte season one, and then I think Andor season two got pushed to fall because uh, they were supposed to start, and then pandemic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, um, I think it was also they shot a bunch of stuff, and then the strike happened. 
Uh, yes. And so they didn't, they started filming, but they didn't finish filming. So right now, mm. Andor is slated for August 2024. Mm -hmm. We'll see if they And then Lando up. is officially off the schedule. And all we know is in 2026, there's supposed to be a summer and a winter movie. Mm. And then in 2027, there, in December, there's supposed to be a movie. All right, cool. Lando's so, none of it one of my most anticipated. So that's heartbreaking to hear. Mm. What do you say? Uh, Lando is probably one of my most anticipated. Oh. It's up there for me at like, it's Andor and it's Lando for me. That's like, mm -hmm. ooh, that's Landor. what I'm waiting on. So it's sad to see that's off the schedule. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, gl I'm glad that it does seem like they're actually like, there was some traction there because it was like one mm. of those like, oh yeah, we're doing a Lando thing. And then we heard nothing for like six years. Um, yeah. but, but like we're talking about future stuff, but I, I want to bring it back to the Mortis stuff. What, yeah. what do you think Balin is really doing with uh, the Mortis stuff? Tim, if you don't know, there's an arc in uh, the Clone Wars where Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka take a little nap. And then they wake up on this planet. They take a little nap on their ship, and then they wake up on this planet where there's a, a father uh, who's like this uh, like a force spirit. And then he's got a daughter mm -hmm. and a son. The daughter is a representation of the light side. The son is a representation of the dark side. Well, um, it's actually it's actually like I'm sorry, I got to push up my oh, glasses. Fuck. But it's 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 cosmic force, uh, 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 and then land-based force, and then dark side. But there's no light. Somebody represents light. Somebody represents center. Somebody represents dark. Yeah. Well, either way, the the whole like it, it plays into the uh, interpretation of the prophecy of Anakin supposed to bring balance to the force. Uh, these beings uh, felt it meant that he was going to essentially replace the father because the the father was the thing that balanced and made sure that neither the daughter or the son had too much power uh, on the planet which then like kind of like um emulates into the greater galaxy in and of itself which is like really just weird shit so like the, yeah. the father's looking for a replacement he dies i think at one point and then the daughter is killed and then the daughter's resurrected as our owl friend who's been looking over ahsoka for yeah we, we, yeah we saw the owl at the end of uh, the series yeah. as well and we've seen it uh time and time again of like the daughter has some invested interest in ahsoka um, well not just that gave her some power too transferred yeah. the ahsoka had some power from the daughter transferred into her yes yes when ahsoka was um, like revived essentially and yeah and it's tim I, okay tim's look right now is the look of everyone when mortis came out yes because <laughs> yeah. here's the fucking thing. weird and kind of dumb mortis is a very shakespearean slash greek god interpretation of like what is going on with the force and i think i think mortis is cool but i think it's best as like we all fell asleep and were Jedi and we had some sort of vision. This is some sort of prophecy. This means something. Mm -hmm. I, but a lot of people were like, please don't let this literally be real. Don't let them wake up and be like, oh no, the father, the son, the daughter are real characters yeah. that really exist. And I, forget, and I think when... It, I forget if it was in the season of Ahsoka or I something else cool. recently where like they reference of like, they still reported the Mortis incident, like at the Jedi temple where they like, they yes. woke up and all like remembered their dreams. And they're like, Hey, mm -hmm. like this thing might've happened. We're not entirely sure. Like who knows? And yeah. so I'm, I'm hey, just Jocasta, wondering... take this down and put it in the library under 
weird shit. Yes. <laughs> I don't so, hate it. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting, and I think there's a good possibility for it. I think, at least in concept, it's interesting. I don't mm -hmm. think we have, I don't think we've used it in the most interesting ways yet. But I do think it's interesting, and I don't see why everybody hates this and not the world between worlds, because it's like kind of the same concept. It's this like space that exists within inside the force. Um, so I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't think it's like necessarily. I don't know. It can be a physical place. It can be not, and it also can kind of be both because it is magic. I, yeah, I, I was I, more down on the the mortar target. Like, I, I get where you're coming from with like it, it's very Shakespearean. It's like the mm -hmm. like almost like the the literal trans, like interpretation of what the force represents. All this stuff. It was just so melodramatic. Like the sun was so fucking annoying. Um, but I, I but I like I, I get like what they were doing there because the sun was supposed <laughs> shout out to be Sam like, Witwer. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> Sam Witwer. Um, but it was like the son kind of represented Anakin. The daughter kind of represented Ahsoka. Maybe the mm -hmm. father was supposed to represent Obi Wan. Um, it, it's an interesting thing. But yeah, now we're leading into this like maybe they were real. And what does Balin want to do with that? I don't know because the both the father and the daughter were dead the last time but i don't know how any of that works and i don't know how you explain it and bring it into the story and make it interesting i do we find it know. interesting though it's like it's the statue of the father and then to the sons yeah. next to him but the daughter's the daughter. head is like cut off like you yeah. like you see like, know. the body but that head we do there. know that like balin is is interested in the cycle he talked mm -hmm. about that yes. a lot like things just repeat we're trapped in this thing I do believe that Balin wants to either control or stop the cycle, or he wants the power that is, he wants to take charge of the power that is making the cycle continue to happen. I'll Something say, on that mountain, whether it's, yeah. whether you, it's a you, literal interpretation of Mortis, whether the father and the son and the daughter, they may or may not exist the same way those giant statues of uh, witch mothers may or may not have actually been real people, but they represent something in the force and I think Balin, for whatever reason, has figured out or believes that there's something close to the source of like all the power that everybody's tapped into that is on that mountain. Mm -hmm. And he wants to lick it. I was going to say, a lot of people make statues to a lot of not real things. It's true. Um, mm -hmm. So like, eh, doesn't mean that they're like tangible people. People are making statues all the time of non-tangible But I could also people. see if like Balin read that report of like the Mortis thing and he was like, well, if Anakin failed at like being the the replacement for the father maybe i won't you know like i can oh, yeah. so i, I can fully see it being that too you know? what, what would um what was up with the mountain not the the statue mountain but like the like there was like a glowing mountain that he that's was what i'm at. saying that's balen's looking at that and whatever that is like that's what he's that's a goal whatever the power is that's what he's looking for and here's here's where i mentioned the heartbreak again y'all we no longer have ray stevenson right yeah so whatever Balin was about to do, we are not going to get to see it from Balin's perspective at the very Unless least. they recast. I, I, They're going to recast. This I is a new character, recast. man. I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of don't want like, them to. I know. I kind of don't want them to. I think Ray's it. great. I think Ray yeah. was so great. Yeah. And I, I just, agree. Uh, I, I think I am, I don't know. I think it is a decision that can only be made by people that are involved and knew him. And mm -hmm. I think that uh, because Star Wars is not known for recasting uh, and it's not something they generally do and they've gone pretty to pretty great lengths with technology to avoid recasting. Um, and it's very rare that they do. I do think that, and I do hope that if they do so, it would be something that like he would want and because he would want the character continue. I don't know. I think that there is like, 
it's very hard to take a stance on that yeah. Yeah. as somebody who has no who doesn't know this man. You know? I, no, I, I just have, I just have my own feelings. That's all. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's like it's they go lengths to not recast for characters that we know and have known yeah. for decades and have yeah. like like ties to or like you yeah. know the black panther conversation it's like that it's very different than what we're dealing with here mm -hmm. like this is a brand new character like in a show that's like not the movies or anything like mm -hmm. i they're clearly building a story with this that matters they're not dropping this there's no chance they drop this. no yeah <laughs> so it will be followed but up could on. there be do you see but i i could see them doing one of those things where they're like oh balin was heading this way something happened Balin is like whatever whatever he died for whatever he disappeared it was up there and it's very powerful and we all sense it you know what I mean like I think there's a higher people... chance of just putting a helmet on him and calling it a day that's fair yeah you know like I feel like there's so many ways around this that don't need to be he's dead or don't need to be whatever it's just like yeah he's out there <laughs> yeah that's fair but I just like his character so much. I don't want to see it end. I'm with you. I love yeah. this character and there's so much to do with it. And there's so many open um, possibilities. It's not a wrapped up story. Yeah. In that. fact, it's the opposite of a wrapped up story, right? Yeah. I feel like it's, it it's like very much like a, the beginning of whatever's going on here. Yeah. And yeah. Just with uh, with Shin as well. It's like, I really like how they, they ended it with her. I like her character a lot. It's really interesting yeah. to see. Like they could bring in a lot of directions. At the end of the day, she's going to join the crew. Like I feel like there's, right. no, there's no, they set it up too much here to, for all that to happen. I don't think but, she will. Or she'll no. sacrifice herself or something, but yeah. she will turn good. Mm, by no, the end of it. I don't know that yeah. she will. No, I, think, I don't know if she'll turn good. good I, I think, because my thing is like, Baby's I hope now. they like, she'll be like the Kylo Ren, the Zuko, but they'll like, like really double down on like no she just wants power and she doesn't give a shit that was like the mm -hmm. one thing where it's like they they set up kylo ren to do that by the end of the last jedi and then the next movie they're like no nah, but he's he's still ben solo he's still a sweetheart but he's where i would love Lord. if they fucking doubled down of like nah man she doesn't give a fuck about y'all fuck you yeah. i don't care she doesn't care if you reached out your hand and were like join us fuck you cut off yeah, your arm i think there was a, i think there was a moment there was that moment of hesitation and mm -hmm. the, in the other episode when ahsoka was like we can help Oh no! Uh -oh. Vision. There is. I made my decision in that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and I think now she's the bandit queen of of Peridia, and she's gonna go and try to lick whatever's on the mountain before Balin licks <laughs> it. Why they gotta lick it? Why they gotta? I, I get it, it, man. You gotta lick it. Um. So that has been Ahsoka. What a journey it's been with us, all of us. It's been nice. I, did we all talk on every episode? No, I missed one. We yeah, missed one this time. Yeah. But yeah, this is a rare we time. Usually we, we miss people here and there. Yeah. But this was yeah. this was great. What a fun time. Um we will return. There, there he is. There's our boy. <laughs> the Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Return. <laughs> um we will return at some point for Star Wars. I don't know. I don't know what's next, but whatever we find out, you will know and we'll be here for you. Um Carboni, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet at a Carboni, except uh, on Twitch where I'm at Anthony Carboni. And every day this month, I'm doing the ama the Impossible Spider Marathon. I'm playing through every mainline Spider-Man game that I can get through before Spider-Man 2 comes out. And right now we are trapped on the uh, unbelievably hard and unfair LJN games of the 8 and 16-bit era. Yeah. Uh, and I'm doing that every day at twitch.tv slash Anthony Carboni. I watched watch you my play uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, I think, which was like one of the They're one all of those called games. that. They're all called that. They're all called just the amazing spider. Of them are it was a black and white one. You were stuck in the sewers with lizard, but you had to get the lizard here. Game Boy that, one that or looks, it was a Game Boy that one. That looks rough and like 
Like I thought I would punish, like I punish myself by doing like a Zelda in review or Assassin's Creed in review. Watching Carboni play through these games, it's like, what are you doing to yourself, I man? I keep yeah, popping yeah. it too. It's a blast. So yeah, go check that out. Sage, what about you? Where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at NotSage or at Twitch.tv or YouTube.com slash Pixel Circus, where I host a show with Anthony every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday called It's Too Early. I love that. Uh, like I was saying earlier, we're going to continue screencast with Loki doing weekly breakdowns of that. That'll start this Friday. So youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast feed, search for screencast, all of that. But until next time, may the force be with you.